My name is Carl Anthony, and I work in the automotive industry in Detroit. Sometimes that work encompasses future vehicle technology, and that's what we talk about here, for the most part anyway. This is AutoVision News Radio. Innovation, safety, efficiency. These three words are at the core of Recognai, a company on a mission to provide the highest performing AI-based visual inference for autonomous vehicles. A dynamic organization backed by prominent technology and automotive investors, Recognai has offices in the United States and Germany. Joining us here in Detroit today is R.K. Anand, the Chief Product Officer of Recognize and RK Welcome. Thank you very much, Carl. It's a pleasure to join you today. So RK, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your background. Sure. Um, so I'm an engineer by education and um, I came to the U.S. to grad school to study computer engineering at Syracuse University in upstate New York. And then I moved to Silicon Valley designing microprocessors at a company called Sun Microsystems. And uh, it was in 1990, and we were at the peak of innovation for microprocessors. Fast forward a few years, I uh, joined a company called Juniper Networks as one of the founding engineers, and I had the opportunity to grow with the company and uh, deliver core and edge routers to the marketplace, to the biggest carriers in the world. And, uh, and the opportunity to scale the company and in, get into leadership roles as senior vice president and executive vice president and build great products, but more importantly, uh, mentor and groom a lot of the technical and management leadership of a company. And I think that was my biggest satisfaction. Right. So I spent right. almost 17 years there and then subsequently did a couple of startup stints as CEO, but most uh, recently uh, was part of the founding team of Recognize. And that gets us up to present day. So, RK, tell us a little bit about Recognize. Give us a brief overview of the company. Certainly. About slightly um, around five years back, uh, sure. myself and my co-founders got together and were looking at uh, the advances in AI. Now, AI was very rapidly maturing, and especially around uh, vision-based AI, where image recognition was being practiced and your data sets from University of Toronto and Stanford and uh, new networks were being designed and improvements happening continuously. And uh, there were indicators that the automotive industry was uh, shifting from computer vision to AI. And we looked at it and said that there's an opportunity for us to build chips and systems that can process high and higher resolution, higher frame rate images coming from camera sensors. We knew that the trend with camera sensors was uh, being driven by the phone industry, and that momentum was going to just accelerate. So the work done by the automotive industry in uh, moving the ball forward, given whatever the technologies they had, was uh, incredibly impressive. We realized that there was an opportunity to bring incredible amounts of compute for what's called edge inference processing, uh, if you start from first principles and fundamental approaches. And that's, um, that was the genesis for the thinking of the company. A couple of my co-founders had come from a camera-based company before that Nikon had funded. So we had camera context, uh, we had computer architecture and system design backgrounds. And so we took out clean sheets of paper and started sketching out what we needed fundamentally to shift the trajectory for um, autonomous vehicles when it came to vision AI processing. Yeah, and that's so interesting, RK, that everything that was happening in your life at that time I want to go back to something you had said just a second ago, uh, first principles, fundamental principles. What does that mean? And then why is that important in a context of ADAS and autonomy? 
Yeah. So, you know, the work done by um, the leaders in the industry uh, when it came to uh, technology, computing technology, uh, whether it was Mobileye or NVIDIA, uh, was just uh, great work. But they were companies that had existing customers, had uh, architectures that they were advancing that were based on either general purpose or legacy approaches. We didn't carry any, any of those burdens. So one of the principles of a startup is that you don't want to just do more of the same. You want to deliver something that's revolutionary and a step function. One of the important things to do at a startup is to then have a good sense of what's called the problem statement. And look at the problem and you say, okay, what are the fundamental bottlenecks uh, that one has to overcome? And given no legacy burdens, no general purpose approaches, we could then classify the challenge and define and draw the boxes around where we need to pay attention and start fundamentally architecting those advances. On your website, RK, recognize.com, there is the R values section, innovation, safety, and efficiency. So let's talk about your approach to each and then, of course, why they're important. I think the lifeblood of industries in the United States is centered on you know, innovation. We thrive on what's called creative destruction of industries. We like to build something new that might destroy something old, but it creates new jobs, creates new opportunities, keeps us in a leadership role when it comes to advancing technology. So how do you innovate? Well, you look at, you look at the problem, you decompose it. Then you say, okay, where are the learnings from our past careers and how did you move and solve fundamental issues and fundamental problems? You architect them and you deliver a solution to the market. The task around AI processing, there are elements that are needed for cars that are critical. One right. is how robust is it? How quickly can you get answers of what the vehicle is seeing around itself? Yes. Um, how efficiently can you do it? Right. So uh, we use some of those principles in our chip design and system design and software design, and we went down each one of those things. Now, it's some of them don't have clear answers, so it's a part of actually exploring different paths and then coming back and then converging on uh, an approach that you think will give you a significant advantage of the competition and move on to executing it. Right. right. So that talks about the innovation aspect of it. Sure, sure. Then, uh, you know, safety. Well, if you look at cars, right, uh, we take our families in minivans or we do road trips and we go hurdle down highways at 70, 75 miles an hour. Yes. For a lot of us, we come from industries where we build general purpose computing or networking systems where the safety element is less important. There's certainly a reliability element. You know, these computers or these networking things have to run 24 by 7 by 365 for a decade or more. So we have to build these systems to be very reliable. But the... In the, in the automotive space, the risks for errors uh, and the consequences of making mistakes are significant. Um, yes. It's life-threatening. Right. And so you have to have context. If you look at us, a lot of us don't have that knowledge. We know how to build high-performance computing systems. We know how to solve the technical aspects of it. But we, uh, we certainly didn't grasp or fully understand the safety requirements. So that is part of the process of the company learning that. Because if you have a purely a technology better mind, you might not have the right context and you might not make the right choices from a safety perspective. So that's an important element also that has to be central to our focus and one of our critical values. Yes, yes. Finally, uh, we talk about efficiency. Yes. We know the implications of whether climate change or other things that are happening uh, around our world. 
We also understand the importance of transportation systems because it helps us get to work, it moves people around, but there's a overarching requirement that those things become incredibly efficient, energy efficient, uh, have a climate conscious uh, kind of perspective. It. So if you want to build a computing system that has to go into these vehicles and make them autonomous, you also have to be conscious about you know, how efficient can, uh, can it be from an energy consumption perspective so that the range of the vehicle, whether it's to carry more passengers or carry freight, is uh, not diminished by what you build. So all three elements play a critical forcing function in our decisions and our choices as we build our chips and systems and software. All of the trends happening today in, in automotive, and there's a, a number of them from autonomy, which we've been talking about, in-cabin applications, software-defined cars, electrification. What perspective do you have on some of these trends today? And then ultimately, what role do you see recognize playing as we go forward? If I think about just a general understanding of trends, right? And if you look at uh, the electrification of the drivetrain, I think there's a trend that it's in the long run, it's going to be undifferentiated because in the past, when you look at internal combustion engines, we could talk about a V4 or V8 uh, inline. Uh, we could talk about zero to 60. We could talk about efficiency in terms of gas mileage. But uh, the electric drivetrain will at some point become, I would say, not commoditized, but would get would be a level playing field. Uh, zero to 60 is no longer a debate. Everybody's at two seconds or two point whatever seconds. Right, so then right. the question, the question is, so where is the value extracted by the auto manufacturers, the OEM, in terms of enterprise value for the vehicle? Yes, it's yes. It's certainly the in, inside the vehicle experience, uh, whether it's leather seats or lighting or infotainment, that, that is a value there. But the majority of the value, at least in my opinion, will be in the middle layer, where you're building the hardware software for making the vehicle autonomous, making it more safe. And the trend is that a significant part of the cost of a vehicle to the OEM will be in electronics, 50-60% by the end of the decade. And so how efficient are those electronic systems? How capable are those systems in terms of update of features, uh, whether it's driving features or, or other uh, safety features? That will be fundamental. That shift in the industry from an internal combustion to electric vehicles is pretty monumental. And there are, so there are two tsunamis coming at the OEMs the EV shift and the AV shift, and how they navigate it is going to be critical. So uh, we have to, as technology providers, be very conscious about that shift and how we accelerate it and we continue to be competitive. So recognized place in that story is bringing compute for that middle layer where the enterprise value is significant, changing the trajectory and giving OEMs that competitive foothold to take on the shift from human-driven to autonomous vehicles. We'll close our interview, RK, with that same idea. We're talking about cars. So what is your favorite car, autonomous, electric, internal combustion? No preconceived notions here. Uh, doesn't have to be any one particular thing. What is your favorite car and why, my friend? Yeah, so um, for over 20 years, I've driven a Mercedes S-Class, an S500, and then yes. more recently, an S550e hybrid. The reason, uh, you know, there's obviously a safety element to it, but I think yes. the more important reason was that I like to pick a vehicle where some of the new technologies were at the forefront. Yes. And these features were being delivered in these S-Class vehicles. 
I feel incredibly comfortable driving these vehicles. I'm mostly in cruise control mode the minute I get about 25 miles an hour, no matter where I am in the world, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's urban or highway settings. So um, that's my car uh, for now. I do realize that it's a V8 or a V12 engine that is a gas guzzler. So I think I will <laughs> in the future shift my thinking in terms of what I have to buy or, or what I drive. But for now, it's a Mercedes S-Class. That's fantastic, my friend, RK. Well, thank you for your time and for joining us from all of us here at AutoVision News. We want to wish you the best of luck going forward and enjoy that S-Class. Thank you, Carl. Really appreciate it. To learn more about Recogni, visit their website at Recogni.com. That's R-E-C-O-G-N-I.com. Recogni.com. You can also keep up with Recogni on LinkedIn. In Detroit with R.K. Anand, I'm Carl Anthony, AutoVision News Radio.